Hello there. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Claudia with a K, and I'm joined by Deck and Key. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about past lives. Let's see it, sure. Today's episode is a bit different in a way, as it is done with a special dedication to one of our listeners who asked us to review a Korean movie. You know who you are. I'm not going to say your name. However, shortly after this feedback, we saw this particular movie popping up on the list in our local cinema. So we decided to give it a go. And as always, we will begin with a short and simple description by one and only Key. Okay, uh, summarize it a little something like this. A boy and a girl grow up together. Life circumstances split them apart. The wonders of Skype and Facebook bring them back together. The woes of Skype helps break them apart. Skype, perfectly balanced, as all things should be. We get to see two people growing up and moving through the various stages in their lives, crossing paths at intersections years apart from each other. Yet, somehow, they are still connected to each other after all this time. And when they finally do get to meet again in person... How would it go? Claudia, what do you say to that? Well, as always, I will give you a synopsis of the plot. And before Deck gets a chance to ask, no, it is not copied from Wikipedia. I wrote it myself. So, the beginning of the movie, we see lovely views of Seoul in South Korea. We are introduced to Na Young and Hesong. Two young teenagers whose competitiveness over grades and their performance at school brings them closer together and even develops into a crush. Their affections for one another um, are even brought to a point where parents set up a date for the two. After that, their dreams about spending the rest of their lives together come crushing with news of Nayong's family emigrating to Toronto. As we are dealing with the times where the internet was not so popularized and easily accessible, the two teenagers lost contact. So what is not helping is that Nayong's name changed to Nora Moon um, as well. I mean, at this stage, you could argue that they're both goosed and this is the end of the movie. But no, 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 no. This is only the first act, ladies and gentlemen. So fast forward to 2012, we observed the two teenagers leaving separate lives. And I shouldn't even say teenagers at this stage, they're young adults. Um, however, they do lead, lead different lives on two different continents. Uh, Hesong finished his military service and Nora moved yet again and settled in New York City. With social media being well within the reach of, I suppose, most citizens of, citizens of the planet, Nora discovers a Facebook post that Hesong commented on looking for Nayong. One thing led to another and they both began intense conversations through Skype at various ungodly hours of the day and night. I mean, anything for love, right? 
So another obstacle is in the way, however. Neither one of them is able to cross continents to see their soulmate. Further to this, Hesong is heading to China for language exchange, while Nora is planning to, to go to a writer's retreat. Instead of living in the dreamland of one day maybe, they both come to a conclusion uh, to part ways and focus on their separate lives. And they do indeed both move pretty fast, I want to say. Nora meets a guy called Arthur um, at the retreat, while Hesong begins to date someone too. Here, the end. Kidding, just a bit longer, lads and gals. Fast forward another 12 years, Arthur and Nora are now happily married and living in New York. Hesong, no longer with his girlfriend, decides to pursue his one true love, travels to New York uh, to meet Nora. And it is hard for me not to ask, what the hell was he thinking? Dude, she did, she was not waiting for you. However, as you can imagine, the surprise visit from a former childhood crush makes Arthur question if Nora only married him to secure a green card for US residency. I mean, I am certain this is not a nice thought to have about your wife. Nevertheless, Nora confirmed that their marriage was for love and she is happy and it had nothing to do with her immigration status. The following night, the three go out to dinner. Nora translates each dialogue, but eventually speaks with Hesong exclusively in Korean. He wonders what they were to each other in their past lives, and what would have happened if she had never left South Korea, and what if they stayed together. When Nora goes to the bathroom, Hesong apologizes to Arthur for speaking alone with Nora, but Arthur says he's glad to meet him. I'm sure he was, but you know. However, after that night, they return to Arthur and Nora's apartment. Hesung invites them to visit him in South Korea and calls an Uber. Nora waits with him and as they stare at each other very intensively, the Uber arrives. And here's where I stop for real. I urge you to watch the movie to find out what happens in the end. I can tell you, you will be surprised. However, moving away from the plot of the movie now, I remember we were all collectively surprised by it. I know we each expected something different from it. However, we kind of all agreed it was top tier. Not going to do a segue. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Deck? <laughs> that will be the segue. That is, that is the segue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want Fair me enough. to do a better one? <laughs> no, no, no. That, that works for me. Um, yeah, so look, I suppose the film kind of popped up on my radar a couple of months ago. Of, you know, seeing certain reviewers go, oh, this is a very well-made film. You know, it's kind of a, you know, it's the new American-Korean hit. And I was thinking, oh, okay, you know, looks looks pretty good. Looks decent. But there was a couple of reviewers, a bit more hidden reviewers, I guess, more smaller reviewers I started noticing. Can I call this the best film they've seen in the year? And in a year that I do think has been very strong for cinema, got to be saying something. So with the likes for me anyway, yeah, I think, look, the two leads are just so, so good. Like it is the performances alone are they're reserved. It is natural, it is, it's awkward, 
but there's a presence to it all. You know, it's not a case of like will they won't they kind of a feeling it was like you're you're hanging on what's the next word let alone the next sentence so very very strong performances best way i can describe it is there is moments in this film where they're chatting back and forth and they just leave this small calm reserved feeling without having to say a word you know Less is more. A little quick conversation. It happens. It sits. The moment is sitting with you. And yeah, maybe the camera does linger on that little bit longer. But I loved it for that. It's just that I felt natural reaction. You know, of watching two people who... The way the film opens is we're, we're kind of introduced to, I suppose, you know, two people sitting at a bar observing the three main characters, you know, uh, our two main leads and Arthur. And, you know, kind of questioning of what's the relationship of all these three people. And at the time, I, I kind of thought, hmm, I really do hope they come back to that scene at some stage. And when they do, it is outstanding. It is just, I can I can picture this scene on a stage and I think it would hook the audience in. It is just pure presence oozing out of the camera. And again, just this lingering is probably the wrong word for it. But just a static watch of this. It's like a painting. Um, The music, very, very strong throughout. You know, there was a times where the music might have had like a slight delayed reaction or... It carried on in the scene a couple of seconds afterwards and you might go oh you know that's that's intentional and I definitely believe it was but when it did it it really did again with the story and the camera work let that scene stick with you because i suppose from a music perspective you don't have any hits of 2023 or anything like that in it it's it's all kind of original soundtrack um, very subtle and done very purposefully. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And yeah, you know, for, I suppose, a film of, of, of this style, you know, the, I think the music definitely needs a shout out. Also, the cinematography, crisp, is the only way I can describe it. Just pure crisp. It's very, very well shot. It's We're looking at New York in, in, in a lens where... It gives you that heart of the city feeling, you know. Some shots aimed towards like puddles. We see the reflection of people walking by in pu- by puddles, and something so small like that just kind of you know gives a bit of an impact. Our male lead when he arrives in New York is is I suppose that little bit of fish out of water feeling, you know. He's he's kind of what do I do? Who do I speak to? You know, kind of a feeling and. Just that kind of a city of New York's feeling coming at him. And he's, you know, he's a little bit reserved. He's a little bit defensive. Do you think that those small hints that are gist of New York City are kind of made stronger in this movie because the director is actually a writer herself? Yeah, I think so. I think there was probably at times where she was, you know, sitting in a cafe just observing people and i'd say she was nearly writing the the cities as another character um 
and just not even as a major player of, of, of the story, but just a setting, just a comfortable, warm setting, um, which was very, very important. And I think to end my likes is without my the best I can without giving away spoilers is the ending. I always say you'll remember a film by its ending. How good an ending is, we'll stick with you at that, that little bit more. And this film ending, yeah, nearly holding back tears really, to, to to be completely honest. It is just perfect. You know, there is a wonderful tracking shot where at times I was wondering, is it even going to end? It just kept going and it was kind of getting uncomfortable. But then you got to pay off of this perfect two-person shot. And, and then just the conversation was just, you know, a mixture of happiness and sadness and, you know, content. You kind of got all extremes of it, I guess, uh, really. And then... You know, earlier in the film, we we see a couple of, I suppose, parallel shots. And the one parallel shot I I will just reference as one of the characters looking out a car window. And just the parallel of those two, I think, was just perfect. Like, just perfect. It is the spinning top and inception perfect. You know, it's not a cliffhanger wondering where we're going um, kind of an ending. But it was just as an ending like that stuck with me for days afterwards i'm still thinking about it yeah but you see that's that's kind of a a nice symbolism to its ending because it doesn't matter what way the movie ended the the kind of the lives of the main characters are still moving on there's absolutely no need for a sequel to this movie or to find out okay what is the next step in nora's life it's 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 not that kind of cinema and funny enough, that could be the Korean element brought into uh, into it as well. Because as far as I know, Korean productions very rarely have a sequel. That being their shows or movies. It's just one. Here is a story. We said it in that kind of set period of time. And that's it. Whatever comes after, you can kind of figure it out yourself as an audience in your head. Or you can tell whatever story you want at the end of it. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. And I think it's, it, it accommodates it so much where, God, no, if I heard this was getting greenlit for a sequel, I w- would be furious. I think as a self-contained film, it's perfect. You know, um, I'm probably spoiling my rating here, but it is, it's, it's got so many good elements working all together that, yeah. And a story like that, which just those, reserved performances you know it just hooked me and I just kind of kept wanting this to keep going and you know not that it's like oh I don't want it to end I was looking forward to the ending of like how do you wrap this up and I think that ending was hugely impactful to to the rest of the film a lasting ending for sure I would be in agreement with that um but key what would be what were your kind of likes associated with that movie my likes one thing up top the chemistry between the two leads was actually really strong in this movie and even though quite a few scenes we can't really say they're quite romance scenes they just play off each other so naturally and 
you really do buy these are two people that know each other and know each other more deeply than maybe they realize initially and this really elevated the film for me because it made it all so believable and I think it's a really vital thing when you have two characters on screen that you understand why they do the things they do and why they don't do the things that they don't do it all kind of makes sense Uh, another like for example a film we saw not too long ago uh psycho showed how having the right acting partner really just elevates all the scenes that they're in and this shows the two of them were great acting partners for each other and yeah a second point but did kind of put say everybody is the great acting from both leads i was yeah a bit surprised how strong they both are so even when they're not uh playing off each other in general they're just really solid actors and they really do carry this film when it's so pivotal about these two characters stories having strong actors in both roles i think is a really good choice and it really works well and part of how this film has been so impactful and memorable for people and yeah i'll do a small bit of trivia i had heard which is actually the director song herself purposefully kept the two main leads quite distance from each other during production so they could capture the awkwardness around each other and that does transfer over quite well into the film so are you telling me for example when they were recording the let's say the skype conversations that they they were they could have been actually in two separate countries or cities more than likely like yeah because there's obviously shots of Nora in new york by herself in toronto and we obviously have um hey sung in uh seoul so it's you know there's there's definitely like two crews working probably at the same time and that's actually quite interesting because while you have those scenes with their Skype conversations, you feel that that they're kind of longing for that closeness to be in person. And then when they're finally reunited, you feel that awkwardness. So I actually didn't know that it was almost like a trick behind the scenes to help characters develop their on-screen persona. Uh, yeah, it's a really good way for making the performances seem so natural. And as like, as I said, great acting from the leads. The fact that they could use the fact that they were kind of distanced in real life and put it into the character's ways too. Like, really good choice. Really like that they went for that. Uh, onto another point that I quite liked, the pacing. I actually quite liked it for this film. It did keep me interested throughout like this isn't a film of action scenes and explosions but it's all personal stuff but it's all just moving along and think at that correct pace it's nothing that you're like okay move on it's more so okay i'm learning a bit more in this scene like so you're constantly learning you're constantly taking things in all the subtle things and that made the pace go quite well. So the runtime, I don't think it was too long. A bit over two hours, perhaps? I think it was just under two hours, actually. I'll do a very quick search. Yep, one hour 46. Uh, one hour 46. And I think because I was just thinking in relation to other two-hour films, it felt brisk in a way that I really did lose my sense of time. That things 
that I was surprised how much time was going by as the movie was going on and I was still interested. So even when, let's say, it's in uh, Act 2 in terms of runtime, it still almost feels like Act 1 building that it keeps you in. And I think that's a real good side of pacing by the director uh, song herself. And Deck covered this actually a bit. And I'll say about... So in case people didn't know, this was a joint production between Korean companies and Western companies and uh, Korean crew and Western crew. So there's a Western feel to cinematography and elements of the story in the film. And so if some people saw some Korean movies in the past and they weren't too impressed with cinematography and stuff or didn't quite connect with some elements in their storytelling, there is some westernization here which does let's say bridge it and probably make it more accessible for western audiences going to a korean production but that said it also does have a korean feel to the acting and the story itself too so it gives you both worlds and joins them together i think in a really good package at the end of the day it kind of takes the strengths of both to then off balance maybe sometimes what might be considered weaknesses of the other and yeah, in terms of film, it's really good to see things coming together and making a stronger end product overall. And I really like that they went for that, that it felt familiar and new and that really did make it more impactful and memorable than just one film from either or. And yeah, this was, is it Studio Canal or, or A24? Um, A24. A24. And... I think were they saying that they were going to maybe start doing more blockbuster things and less indie feeling things perhaps and it, so of past lives <laughs> well it was a very good sign that they can still do indie things that will do quite well and are very memorable on screen. As Deck already mentioned this film has a really strong ending to it. I really liked how this was done. It's slow when it needs to be slow and it's snappy when it needs to be snappy so it can start and stop at the right pace i don't want to give too much away but how you go through so much with little to no dialogue you go through different emotions it really does hang with you the ending it really wraps up the film that was already very strong just perfectly in my eyes and this does make sense as the director, Celine Song, has described theatre and film acting as being like Buddhism versus Christianity. In Buddhism, it's going to the temple every day. You put in work every day, but it doesn't have to be your best work. But it's very important to be consistent. She described this as being theatre acting, whereas with filmmaking, she described it a bit more as christianity in that when you show up you do your best and getting that best take is what makes it all worth it and i can see she definitely took this attitude into her final scene as i'm sure she was very stressed about getting it just right because it all hangs on this and it stands up to it and that kind of rounds off my likes uh claudia do you have a few to say yourself I do. I have to say I completely agree with what you covered um, earlier. So I'm I'm not kind of going to dive too much into it. 
Um, for myself, I, I have to say that I was absolutely hooked from an opening sequence, almost done in like kind of Edward Hopper painting style. And I know, Deck, this is something you would have studied in college yourself, but it's just a simple restaurant window looking from the outside and the voice over it. I mean, aren't we doing it ourselves uh, sometimes, you know, looking at the lives outside or inside somebody's windows, wondering what the conversations might be about? And you kind of begin telling yourself stories. Uh, and, and essentially, that's what Celine's song is um, is giving you. In that opening sequence, you're, you're looking into a window, you're just looking at a simple conversation between three people and you're wondering what it is about. So then for the whole one hour and 46 minutes of this movie, she is telling you this. I mean, and, and kind of moving on from that, um, I have a feeling for myself that the movie almost struck a nerve in me and maybe I took it too personally. Again, from for some of you who know me outside of the podcast or some of you who figured out through the accent or the name, I have been very young myself when I when I moved to Ireland. So obviously I'll be latching onto movies like that straight away. So with that in mind and kind of bringing it back to this movie, yes, it is a love story. But when you move aside the two love interests, I felt that there's a far more important love story under the surface. It is the one of Nora and Young, the Korean girl and the American girl. She is both, but she has to choose which one she loves more. And I think this is presented in such a way that your eyes will literally be watering at the end, no matter what. And the added layer of, of both countries being in a way represented through the through male parts just adds that extra layer of tears just, you know, building in you as you're watching this movie. Because no matter what, somebody is getting hurt. In a way, I hate to do this to past lives, but um, I, I kind of compared it to another movie uh, and kind of in a way reminded me of Brooklyn a bit. And I know Deck is just rolling his eyes uh, there, uh, looking away from me. But <clears throat> definitely the inner battle of, of kind of current life led by the lead versus their past lives in another country. In the end, you just have to choose. And I think this is different in a way that it is more modern story, which makes it a little bit easier for us to relate to Nora. And I think throughout the whole movie, the director got it across really well. And I mean, there are so many different elements that she could hook you on that, yeah, I, I mean, left me speechless at the end. I do, however... I have to ask you one question, guys. Do you see something oddly familiar in, in that restaurant scene where Nora has the two-way or actually three-way conversation and a translation match? I mean, you saw that playing in real life, no? Except for the Korean language part, of course. I always wondered how it kind of felt from your perspective. Is it is it really awkward like it is shown in the movie? Uh, well, usually those conversations aren't with a childhood sweetheart from another country speaking the language, so it doesn't feel quite that awkward, but 
definitely nailing down the way that the let's say joshered flow can be to a conversation when you're actively switching between two different languages and trying to explain both the direct translations and the cultural actual meanings behind it to the other parties deck yeah no i'd agree with that at times it can i suppose feel awkward but not in a past lives awkwardness um it's more of that yeah you gotta wait your turn um but yeah it's always good to kind of get that different culture across and things like that but bringing it back to past lives yeah i mean that scene is like we know it's getting there we know it's going to be awkward but that scene is just that, like, you know, you can see Arthur as a character trying to make the effort, but also, like, bitch, this is my wife, not yours. You had your chance. And as the scene does cover, drinking alcohol also helps. Yeah. It's a national language. It's it's an international language for everyone. Um, but anyway, we, we did discuss quite a lot of positives and the elements of the movie that that we like i i'm almost afraid to ask this question but do you have any dislikes uh, for me none um even if i was to look for any little gripes or nitpicks they would be just that nitpicks um no i i i couldn't find a fault with it uh, for myself on a personal and a professional level, I don't think there's a fault in the film. And from a from a technical perspective, because I know the the movie has been shot on the on film, do you think that was a a good thing to do, or would you prefer for it to be done digitally, or you didn't see any difference at all? Sometimes it doesn't have to be, you know, a difference. Like if the film's well shot, it can be well shot on digital or film. Sometimes you get a bit of an oomph one way or the other. But here, no, I wasn't thinking technically at all. There was, of course, the times where I knew, you know, a certain close-up lens was going to be used. And, yeah, it's cool. But I'm like, at times I I kind of ignored all of that. I just was like, yeah, give me the, give me the meaty part of all of this. Okay. And since you mentioned your favorite word, nitpick, key, any nitpicks for you today? Um, I need just kind of one nitpick, and because I feel dislike is a bit too strong of a word, so this is just more a personal thing that didn't quite gel with me. There are some awkward pauses in this movie, and I felt they were held that little bit too long and pass into a more artificially prolonged feeling than being a natural uh, feeling of awkwardness, because usually people would feel uncomfortable enough that they would maybe butt in but in this film they deliberately don't so it goes on a little bit longer and in a way it kind of made scenes uh yeah bit too uncomfortable and a bit kind of getting that cringe factor for me just as a personal note and it's some scenes that were quite good and i was enjoying them quite a bit it just soured the enjoyment that tiny bit so i felt it was trying a little bit too hard to stretch out some awkward pauses to where the point was it took me out of their naturalist acting to okay this is being played a bit too um intentionally for me but uh, it's a small nitpick i still really enjoyed the scenes in the movie but it was one thing i thought that was 
that little tiny step too far over line for me. But would you argue that, again, some of those awkward pauses were deliberate in a way that it was trying to make you feel what the characters were feeling in, in the movie. So by stretching out those pauses a little bit, I think it was almost trying to bring you on that emotional journey. Like personally, I actually feel that it added a value like I said, with Nora kind of feeling discomfort at times and with that kind of just extra long pause, it was kind of getting you as an audience to that stage. Um, I can only speak for myself, but for me, I kind of got the message already and then it would still be two, three seconds after that. So it'd be kind of, if you can say a sentence in 10 seconds, why are you saying in 12, why are you saying in 15? But... I have like watched media sometimes even at increased speed so sometimes I'm looking for a message or something to pick up and whereas sometimes films to be very good at translating the intentions over to the audience they do make things run on a bit longer um but sometimes for me that's showing a slightest bit of lack of faith in your audience maybe to uh stew it a bit but yeah I can get that it is yeah, trying to make the awkwardness of like Nora and also Sung at different points in the movie in different scenes, how uncomfortable they are and that they are kind of sitting in this awkwardness. And it does get that across. And for me, it just it was just a tiny bit. Uh, I was like, okay, I get the message and you're still talking. Mm-hmm. So in that case, could that perhaps be an element that the director is bringing from her theatre days? I definitely think so. Anyway, I think there is moments where it's like, yeah, leave it, leave it hang, leave it sit. Um, you know, and I think that's probably the one point where a few of us might disagree on the film of like what Key's saying was probably one of my favorite parts. You know, I like that kind of natural feel to it all. Now, again, that's just a personal opinion. It's both personal opinions in that sense where it's like, yeah, you know. I, I, I like it sitting there, letting it hang. Let me soak the moment in first. It can be a theatre trick, but the way she, this director does it, she she allows the film to... She she earns it a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, at times you could probably argue it could be a little bit overplayed, but I think how more and more awkward some scenes get, I think she earns it in that case then. But, you know... I can I can see, I can also see how that wouldn't be somebody's cup of tea either. The part um everyone has been waiting for, which is the the rating. Would you reckon it's a formality at this stage considering how positive uh views we had about this movie? I'm even in the camp we don't even need to explain our ratings. We can just get right into them. Yeah, well in that case go for it, Tech. So given my rating to this it is a see it. I think you find this film anywhere, watch it. It is wonderfully made. But its story has a proper heart. And it's not a cliched romantic story or anything like that. If anything, it's a very true romantic story. It's a very, you know, coming from the heart romantic story. It is a very powerful film. I do think it has a very strong message. That it gets across at the end. And 
yeah, it's a see it for me. Okay, how about yourself? For myself, it will also be a see it. This film for me, I was kind of interested in it because I am trying to get more into some Korean media productions. And yeah, this film, I can definitely tell people, people to see it because on one hand, this is a really good bridge into Korean media. It gives you kind of dipping your toes into that water if you aren't quite ready to make the leap over to a completely Korean made production. But also, it's just a really good film. And as Dex said, it has heart. This is a life story and you can feel that it's a life story. And those films, I think, are always something worth seeing because they teach you something else and they teach you something about yourself. And Claudia, your rating? I'm I'm actually going to take it one step further than both of you guys. I'm not going to say it's a see it. I'm going to say it's a must see it. Honestly, it's to me, it's the best movie of 2023, uh, without a doubt. From from a story perspective, from a cinematography perspective, it just really gets across the whole cultural differences and 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 you know a personal journey, um, you know love. It it just has everything that you expect and it's not just a typical oh it does what it says on the tin no no far from it I literally left the cinema speechless and obviously it's been quite some time since we've seen it but I can still think about the feelings I had afterwards and um, I honestly would not shut up about it um, yeah, like Deck, I will wait for it to come out on Blu-ray and then I'll watch it on repeat until I die, I'd say. Um, so, okay, finally, this is, I suppose this brings us to the end of today's um, episode. I just want to give one more opportunity for my co-hosts uh, to make any final remarks um, about this movie. Uh, for myself... I'll say, and I think this podcast, we always say, this was a very well-made film. A great example of storytelling and acting, and it was engaging throughout and hit on lots of depth that makes it all feel so human. And yeah, I cannot believe this is a directorial debut by Celine Song, and I definitely will be looking forward to her next production. Assuming isn't brought into the big studio Thing. she does a marvel film or something uh, for myself yeah i adore this film i think it is one of the year's best and it is a film that yeah i will rewatch plenty and plenty of times and yeah i don't think it's a film i would get bored of i think if, if anything it's something that i could ease into again and be soaked up in its world and its characters and its it's just heartful story. Um, it is a very, very powerful film, and I adore it for just not even just shaking up the film landscape, but just providing us a film of this quality. And yeah, as Key said, a directorial debut. Even if it is a studio film, I'm still gonna check it out. I'm like, she got it pretty good the first time. All right. Uh, well, thank you uh, to, to both of you for, for joining me today in this conversation about past lives. And to all of our listeners, um, thank you as well for tuning in. And by the way, let us know 
what movie you would like us to review next. As for today, good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening. <laughs>